This is Loopy Radio. I'm Loopy. It is June 18th. We're almost halfway through 2020. And uh, who knows if we're halfway through this coronavirus thing or starting it or ending it or I guess not ending it. We know that. Uh, Some things in the news today, some local things. They've gone ahead and decided the wonderful Boontown Council has decided to take it into their own hands. Before our own governor imposes, likely imposes something that would require everyone across the state to wear masks all the time, our wonderful city council has decided they're just going to do it ahead of time, you know? Because we're going to... they Otherwise, they'll have blood on their hands. Because they feel like it's their responsibility to tell us what to wear. We'll get to that in a minute first. Bill Fisher at 5 with the news. News Talk Radio. Loopy without banned substances. I'm Loopy. Today, uh, June the 18th, is National Splurge Day. I wonder who started that. Probably someone who owns, like, probably the owner of Walmart, maybe. The owner of something really expensive, probably, is the person who started uh, National Splurge Day. Uh... I bought $75 worth of wiper blades today. I don't know if that's a splurge. Uh, and one thing, you know, you notice when you're walking around in a re- in a, in a restaurant or in a, I guess you're not walking around in a restaurant much, or in a store, Walmart, etc., you do see some people wearing masks, some people not wearing masks. Every now and then you see a, a video of somebody just completely yelling at, basically, someone who isn't wearing a mask. And then you get a lot of people who look at people who are wearing masks and just silently mutter to themselves, like, "Mm, look at them, they're wearing a mask. At the beginning of this coronavirus thing, I was at Walmart, and I did legitimately, not lying, saw somebody in a hazmat suit shopping in Walmart. Not a joke. They even had, like, the covers over their shoes that they could pull off and throw away, in theory. Where are we at, Chernobyl? And that that was at the beginning of this. That was several months ago. Now we're several months down the line, right? This thing started in China, at least as far as we know, November, December-ish. It's starting to come out that it was quite possibly during last summer that it started. But we're just going to say November, December-ish. It started in China. Uh, Became more of a thing February, March here. It's now June, almost July. And our town council has finally decided to make a real statement. And, uh... Effective June 20th, as in in two days from now. If you are in this town, you will be required to wear a mask if you are in an establishment. 
if you're in a shop, uh, I guess you're banned from everything else. Uh, even if you're in a restaurant, but you can take it off, you can take the mask off when you're actually eating. So that's good. At least they let you, you know, take your mask off so you can, so you can eat. This is from the Tiger Democrat. It says, beginning on Saturday, June 20th, face coverings. Almost just knocked a glass of water over. That freaked me out. I'm going to move it over here. Uh, face coverings, June 20th, Saturday. Face coverings will be required to be worn by all persons in indoor establishments open to the public in the town of Boone, with some exceptions, after a 3-2 to two vote of the Boone Town Council on June 16th. They've had some fun votes recently. Uh, Fergile, one of the um, council people, uh, who he, I believe Fergile was one of the ones who wanted Boone to basically shut down its own economy about a month ago, uh, asked the council to reconsider the restriction because COVID-19 case numbers have continued to increase locally and across the state, which is very true. North Carolina is not going uh, the direction that a lot of other states are going. There's many questions to be asked about that. And I guess technically Boone is, the Watauga area is also increasing, but granted, I mean, it's still basically nobody. So, and those people have all been self-isolated. But yes, they're, they're, they've decided to do this, uh, and they're claiming their, you know, their reason to impose some restrictions on the people because they can uh, is because statewide we are seeing increased numbers of coronavirus cases, you know, statewide. Specifically down in the Piedmont. Uh, but also, Fergile said they, they voted on this because he has observed many people who are not wearing masks in public. Even in establishments where signs ask or direct customers to wear masks. That's what the public thinks. This is Loopy Radio. I'm Loopy. So a few weeks ago, about a month ago, I'm sure you remember um, there was the big vote on basically implementing a 14-day quarantine on everybody uh, who enters Watauga County, uh, basically. few exceptions, obviously. There always are uh, fine print. But uh, that was imposed mainly by Councilperson Sam Fergile. Um, that did not last. Uh, they revisited it after the public said some things and voted against it. Uh it seems that uh, Sam Fergile wants something to happen. Uh, he wants to tell people, you know, he wants to make people do something. Uh, so now they have passed in a three to two vote a, uh, a thing saying that starting Saturday, June 20th, everybody will be required to wear face coverings uh, in indoor establishments open to the public in the town of Boone. Fergile stated in uh, in the meeting, quote, there are very few people 
who are wearing masks, and many who are ignoring social distancing. Masks have been shown to be effective in reducing the transmission of the virus, uh, and we should take this small step to try to protect the employees in Boone businesses, Boone residents, and our visitors. Now, granted, you, if you go on the internet, I mean, you can have your opinion on if masks, you know, are just like a, if that's a scientific thing that they help, or if it's just kind of a, to make a statement, you know, saying, I want to be safe, you know, or if it's to keep people from being scared, or maybe it makes people scared to wear masks. Uh, I think it's kind of spooky to see everybody wearing masks, not going to lie. And if you go on the internet, you can find an ad, you can find, not an ad, a, a, you know, a, a real publication that's not fake news that says masks work, and then you can find another one that's just as viable that says masks don't work. So, and it seems like every month, you know, a new thing comes out that says they do, and a new thing comes out that says they don't. Uh, pretty difficult, uh, to me, it just kind of seems like the town council, or at least a few people on the Boone Town Council, just want to tell us what to do because they want to. It kind of seems that way. This is from the Target Democrat. It says, The uh, amendment to the town's state of emergency declaration will require that people wear face coverings in areas of establishments that are open to the general public, with exceptions for people who may have health issues related to wearing a mask, uh, whatever that could be. I, I guess in this case, I'd like to have that. Uh, then you'd have to explain yourself all the time. Uh, exceptions include that as well as people at restaurants who are eating and drinking at their tables. So that's good. You know, I'm sure you've seen that uh, video of Ryan Blaney you know, spraying water at his mask after a race. He did that on purpose, though. It'd be funny. Uh, and it's also not uh, required for children younger than 10 years old. So if your kid's 11, they have to wear it. I guess younger than 10. So if your kid's 10, they got to wear it. Mm. Happy birthday, you're 10. Wear a mask. Violation uh, of the restriction would be punishable by an infraction, uh, but police would be directed to first educate upon the first offense and then give a warning before citing someone with an infraction. Wow. Educate. I would love to see how pleasant the conversation uh, would be when someone is being educated on wearing a mask. The restriction is slated to take effect 9 a.m. on Saturday, June 20th. 9 a.m. Saturday, June 20th, you must wear a mask. Uh, With the enforcement of any penalties to be delayed by an additional three weeks. So does that mean they're not going to enforce it for three weeks? Or you just wait to be punished for three weeks if you get punished? That does not make sense. Town attorney, uh, no, I'm not going to wait. That's a different part. Oh, goodness. Uh, Here's some quotes. Yeah, I read a completely different part. Here's some quotes by some people who were uh, attended the meeting. Uh, I guess it was like a Zoom meeting. Uh, These are town folks who had things to say on both sides. One person said, those who go without masks are selfishly putting their own comfort over the health 
of the community. Those who go without masks are selfishly putting their own comfort over health of the community. That might be fair, but should the government, is the government's job to keep us from being selfish? Is that the government's job? You know, if, if there's a thing of French fries and me and a friend are eating the French fries, I'm going to probably eat more French fries than my friend. The government, that's selfishness. The government uh, shouldn't put in a rule saying you can only eat half of the French fries if you're eating with a friend in order to keep me from being selfish. Just a thought. Another person said, my health uh, is my concern and uh, not to be dictated by a government body. That's fair and fair too. I mean, it, obviously, it depends on your uh, view of the role of the government. If you don't want the government to tell you, you know, this is cleaner than this, then, uh, you know, that's that. And then if you are fine with the government saying you're being selfish, we're going to punish you. Um, you know, then, then, then that's that. Fergile said, Councilperson Fergile said, quote, every day that we delay uh, using masks, we are putting more lives at risk unnecessarily. Other Councilperson Laplaza, Laplaza said uh, she could not, quote, support anything that criminalizes behavior by so many unknowing people who come into our town. And Watauga Democrat says uh, she added that she took issue with comments that she felt suggested that supporters of the mandate cared about people, while those who are opposed want people dead. So apparently at this meeting, it was understood that the idea was, if you want, every, if you want the government to require everyone to wear a mask, you care about people. And if you want people to have the liberty to make their own decision on wearing a mask or not, those people want people dead. And we're talking about a virus where 19 out of 20 people recover fine at home within a few days. And a lot of those people don't even know they had it. And if you don't wear a mask in public, you want people dead, apparently. According to some members of our local government. Yeah, the... I, I think I said this the last time or a few weeks ago. Having a pandemic is not unprecedented. Frankly, this pandemic that we are having is not really unprecedented. There have been some bad plagues. The Black Death was a bad plague. The Spanish flu a hundred years ago was a bad plague. With this, 19 of 20 people might have a fever for a day or two. And that's it. That's not too unprecedented. I've had a fever for a day or two in my life. You know? I've had plenty of fevers in my life. I've had a cough. I've actually had a disease called tick-borne relapsing fever. 
I've had relapsing fevers. But what is unprecedented about this coronavirus is that the people, specifically the governments, have made it unprecedented. The governments have shut down businesses. That's unprecedented for a virus. The governments have shut down churches, which is unconstitutional. And that's unprecedented. The governments have told people they can't go to work, which is unconstitutional. And that's unprecedented. And now governments are passing you know, regulations that's enforceable by the police saying we have to wear a certain item. That's unprecedented. The sickness itself, the plague itself, is not unprecedented. It's what we've done is unprecedented. Something interesting, though, coming out of the coronavirus, uh, something that, you know, things always get highlighted. When, we, when life has to change... Like it has, uh, you know, all these changes that we've put on ourselves. You start to notice some things a little more than you normally would. Especially if you live up here in the high country, you probably know, you know, some places are pretty far out from civilization compared to others. The roads aren't paved. You know, there's no power lines to these places. They're definitely running on a well water. You know, stuff like that. Farther out. Some of those are the most beautiful places up here. But a lot of those places don't have the internet. And if we're doing a thing where we're telling students you have to do class online, you start to have an issue when at least one in ten of those students doesn't have the internet. This is another one from the Watauga Democrat. I'll post it on loopyradio.com when the show's over. It says, in a time of digital divide when rural areas uh, were already struggling to expand broadband access, Based on income and geography, Watauga Planning and Inspections Director Joe Furman said the COVID-19 pandemic has underscored the need for high-speed internet. While progress has been made in Watauga in the last 10 years towards internet connectivity, Furman said more broadband is badly needed. The eastern side of the county is still significantly lacking. As Furman said, digital subscriber lines, DSL, using copper wire are the primary broadband medium there. And uh, that's not really the standard. This was an issue when a lot of the North Carolina workforce was asked to work from home during the pandemic. And yeah, it's not just you know the people working from home, although I'm sure that's, you know, absolutely would not help, especially on Zoom calls. Video calls take a lot of the internet. But you start dealing with the issue of, you know, the... The public school is a public service, right? And they go to the lengths of providing the school, providing the the programs, providing the meals in a lot of cases. And then when you tell the kids they have to be on the internet, they're struggling to provide the internet. Want to support local talk radio? Email us at L-U-P-I-E radio at gmail.com. I'm Lupe. So, for the for the internet, at least up here, certainly not as good as it possibly could be. Uh, and there's a decent reason for that, and it makes sense. Um, 
In this country, we have not left the internet uh, infrastructure building to the government. A lot of other countries in the world have. We have decided not to do that because we are fundamentally capitalist, which does a lot of very good things. Every now and then, something doesn't happen as well as it possibly could have. But again, it's a money thing too, so we haven't gone way into debt in order to build our internet infrastructure. So if you're an internet company, a massive internet conglomerate, you're probably going to focus your best stuff, your best, you know, internet lines, your best data centers, your best everything to the big areas of people. Charlotte, the triad. Uh, you know, not Boone. Not Watauga County, not Avery, not Ash. Because there's just not the people. And so, we we get, unfortunately, we kind of get the situation where there are some places in this area that don't have the internet. And a lot of places that do have the internet, it is not adequate by other, by the standards of other places. You know, up here you might think, wow, the internet's great, and then you go somewhere else, you're like, holy cow, the internet can be this? The North Carolina Department, this point talking Democrat, the North Carolina Department of Information Technologies Broadband and Infrastructure Office, that's a short name, uh, published a report called The Homework Gap in North Carolina back in March. According to the report, a gap occurs when students are assigned homework requiring internet access but they don't have access at home. The report included 800, I mean 8,485 surveys from North Carolinians, so 8,500 surveys. Uh, and 10% stated they didn't have internet at home. 10%. The survey asked parents where their children visited to complete homework assignments that required the internet at least once a week or more. 20% answered someone else's home. 12% said restaurants. I did that today, prepping for this show. 9% answered with the library. This could pose a problem for some during a pandemic when restaurants and libraries are closed and citizens are urged to be socially distant. Watauga officials aided students during the last uh, portion of the school year by allowing them to pick up and drop off materials that didn't require the internet. And Wi-Fi hotspots replaced school windows so students could work from their vehicles in school parking lots. Frankly, that's a pretty good idea. It would kind of stink having to do that if you're a student, but, you know, that's kind of just using what you have and doing the best you can do. Um, but again, it's a decent question. How do you deal with this? Do you decide to let the government do it? Because when the government does it, that means we all do it. We all pay for it. Is it worth doing that? Is it worth doing some sort of an incentive that gives the government less tax revenue to get a company to come up here and really, really do it? There's a whole lot of questions to be asked. And I believe right now in North Carolina, it's also a legal issue that uh, we'd have to fight pretty hard as a county or as a, the several counties around here, if we wanted the government to do it, it would have to. That would have to go to the state for some sort of approval, 
or even changing the the rule of the of the state. That said, I talked about two days ago, Starlink, the thing that Elon Musk uh, is shooting up into space, a bunch of low-Earth orbit satellites to give the internet to rural areas, that is supposed to start in the next, like, six months. And right now, I saw a, uh, an advertisement, that's how nerdy I am, on my uh, targeted ad, on my internet browser today, saying that... Um, they're looking for people to uh, try it out. I didn't look into it. I didn't know if it was free or if it was paid or whatever, but they're, they're starting to test it. Maybe that's the solution. Like, I have no idea you know, how fast that internet connection is or how reliable it is, but it, uh, GPS, basically, satellite internet. It's a decent question. Because there's some houses, I'm sure you know several, that are, you know, around the bend, a whole mountain away from any other road out there. It'd be expensive to get wired internet to that house. Would it be worth it at that point? Many different avenues to look at. News Talk Radio. Loopy without banned substances. I'm loopy. I'm in good grief. During that commercial break, my mouse just stopped working on the computer. That's a problem. The the, the difficulty relying on the internet, uh, relying on technology, is that it's not infinitely reliable. Right? These are man-made things. They, uh, they're not a hundred percent reliable. So that's kind of that's a that's really the main difficulty when it comes down to everything with forcing schools. Again, we don't know if school is actually going to be in person when the fall comes. We're still kind of waiting for that to know really what it's going to be. But when you send people to their homes to do school online remotely, even if you have, you know, a great internet setup, a great $2,000 computer, whatever, something still might break. It's not like you're just sitting in a classroom with a teacher 15 feet away talking to you. There's always a possibility there's always the possibility. Even like the uh, the British Soccer League, the EPL, started back up yesterday. And a goal that happened didn't count, even though it clearly was a goal because the like they have goal line technology. It looks at the goal itself, the uh, and like the line where the ball has to cross, and it says if the ball crossed it or not. Well, according to the cameras and what everyone could see the ball crossed the line, but the technology said no it didn't. So the goal didn't count. Even though everyone saw it was a goal, they still didn't count it because they the technology is the standard. But it's not perfect.
It's Thursday, so I'll be back on Tuesday.